Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Alana. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. We're so thrilled that you joined us here today. I am as often with Jamie Hampton, my friend and co-host, and we just want to welcome you. We're going to be talking today about prayer goals. And before we dive into our discussion, let's open with a word of prayer. God, thank you so much for just this topic of goals. And as always, Lord, we just we don't want to be legalistic. We don't want to be um, too human and of the flesh about it, but we also want to do our part. We know that prayer is spiritual, but we also know that there, there's a, um, a discipline involved, and we just pray that you'll help us to see that balance and to just flesh out that balance in our discussion and just help us to figure out whether goals are good and, and how to make good ones and um, how to succeed in our prayer lives. And we just thank you for being here with us, God, that you would just lead us and guide us in this discussion and glorify yourself in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we have a fun review to share with you guys today. And thank you for all of you who have left us such encouraging reviews on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to this show. Today's review is from Gmom Kate. Hello, Kate. She says, this was great. As I turned 64 years old today, Jamie and Alana gave me a new hack to add to my daily life, praying when it red lights. Thank you, ladies. Love the podcast. So thank you, Kate. Happy 64th birthday. Have fun praying in traffic jams. (laughs) And Grandma Kate actually has been with us since we did the Prevailing Prayer podcast, like from episode one. She's been a fan and an encourager. So this is exciting to be able to share this review from her. So thank you. Thank you, Kate. We really appreciate you being with us for so long. We have a verse of the day, and it is in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. So just in light of talking about the problem with prayer goals and, and just talking about goal setting in our prayer lives, um, just this, this promise is good to keep in the back of our minds that when we commit to God, the things that we're doing, he'll establish our plans, and he's with us through this process. So it's kind of a good bit of encouragement to start us the discussion. Absolutely. Our just for fun question is, what's a goal that you had that you did meet at one point? I would say in my life, my biggest goal met was writing my book, Malnourished. Um, It was something that I didn't really think was, I had never met a goal that big before. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of this unattainable thing for a long time. And it just kind of happened. And I know you were a big part of helping me to meet that goal. So it was really neat and encouraging that I could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for those of you interested in a, a short kind of behind the scenes snippet, I really feel like if you hadn't written that book, we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. I feel no. like that's kind of what started it. It is. Um, you know, our family had just moved, so it wasn't like we were seeing each other regularly, but then we started talking with getting your book out, and then, yeah, so it, it was really neat to see um, 
and your book is an award-winning book, right? So Malnourished, what's the, um, what's the subtitle so people can find it? Oh, it's, it's called Malnourished, Equipping Parents to Battle Spiritual Poverty on the Home Front. And it's yeah. about family discipleship with your kids. Yeah, super encouraging. So check, check out Jamie's book if you want. I think for some reason I remember talking about this, but it might have just been to you, Jamie. I don't know if I've said it on the show, but I had a goal last summer to be able to walk five miles without getting sore the next day. Oh, great. And so I think it was actually on Labor Day that, or no, which one comes first? Yeah, Labor Day. I always get that in Memorial Day confused. <laughs> so by Labor Day, I was able to do that, which was it was really nice, um, nice day outside. And for me, it wasn't just walking the five miles because I think I could have done that, you know, a weekend, but I, I would have been paying for it. But it was actually really nice to be like, oh, I did this and I'm, I wasn't sore the next day. So, and now it's winter where, I, you know, I haven't been outside in like months. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully by next summer I can uh, do something like that again. That's really so. good. And, you know, I just love that that was a, it wasn't just let me achieve this goal. Let me master this goal. You know, like let me not be sore. Let it not be right. like a struggle, but to really have high hopes. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got a funny philosophy about exercise and I, I kind of say it jokingly, but I'm really not joking. Like that I have a non-aggression pack with my body. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I, you know, and some people are totally not like this, which is fine, but I just, I don't like, um, I like to exercise, but I don't like you know, sweating, panting. <laughs> I would so much rather walk. I literally would prefer to walk 10 miles at a like slow, comfortable pace than run like three minutes. Honestly, like if you gave me that choice right now, I would choose to walk for 10 miles. <laughs> right. Cause it's not, uh, uh, what would you call it? It's not, um, I don't do the strenuous stuff very yeah, well. Strenuous. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So anyway, moving on to prayer goals. I just, I feel like this is a fun time to talk about this. So as we're recording, we record a little early. We're still kind of at the beginning of the year, but it's a fun topic or an important topic to visit, you know, even if it's not the start of the year. I think it's I've, important to do it not at the start of the year because by now people have been kind of, you know, petering out on their New Year's resolutions. So we're going to give you that infusion of, you know, so I have to tell you, we got a family gym membership, I think in November, and we used it all through December. It was super fun. And oh, warning, mailman's pulling up. So you guys might hear my dog barking. Um, <laughs> so I can see it right out the window. But anyway, December was fine. And then January started and the parking lot's like three times as busy at the gym now. <laughs> so honestly, like even the kids, we're just waiting for all of these New Year's resolution people to, <laughs> to you're, stop. You're wishing them to fail. So yeah, like you you're going to fail your goal, so just go ahead and fail it now so we can have our parking spot. Darn it. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. Not really. I am glad they're getting healthy. And if they are going to persist, then that's great. But oh my goodness. Well, in, in our discussion about prayer goals, let's just start with the question of whether prayer goals are beneficial to set up or do they just lead to legalism? What are your thoughts, Alana? I think that some of it just depends on your personality and where you're coming from. So sometimes I feel like prayer goals can be really, really great. And other times I feel like another person could have the exact same prayer goal and it could turn into a stumbling block, a legalistic trap. I think a lot of it comes down to 
your motives for it and things like that. What are your thoughts, so? I think so too. And and you know, I think if you are a naturally disciplined person and you you could get into kind of a, a bad spot of like pursuing the goal for the sake of the goal, like to just mm-hmm. get just more and more, to just check to it off. the goal to check it off. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think that without, I, I do think that without having goals in any aspect of life, I mean, it's been, okay, I, once again, I don't have statistics to back this up, but I'm pretty sure it's been scientifically proven or at least anecdotally proven that if you don't set goals in the first place, then you're probably not going to reach them. So I just feel yeah. like goals setting, no matter what the thing you're talking about is is definitely beneficial and mm-hmm. if your prayer life is a priority i do think that that the proper view of prayer goals is necessary but i i really do feel like and i've experienced in my own non super organized life that it's necessary for me mm-hmm. yeah. so what are some examples then have you would you say that you're right now or at some point in your life have set up prayer goals that you want to share um, so I think my my best, I don't know if it would be, well, so my first, the first one I can think of related to us podcasting was the prayers for the unsaved. And, um, you know, there have been times in the past where I've journaled and so I had goals mm-hmm. of, you know, journaling however many times a day or praying, not a day, a week, um, uh-huh. or praying a certain amount, but it, it was never really a specific prayer goal. And so when we started podcasting, and doing the um, prayers for the unsaved and choosing like the one to three people that, that God placed on our hearts, we did have the goal of praying for them at least once a week or at least mm-hmm. however often. And that was, that was one of the first real like, wow, I can set goals in my prayer life and not just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. And for me, I felt like setting those goals made me feel like I think it could make you feel like more of a failure if you don't meet them. But for mm-hmm. me, it made me feel more uh, in control or not in control, more focused on prayer so that it was in my mind more. So even if I didn't pray every week for those people or every day for those people, I was still, it was in the forefront of my mind because I had set the goal. So it just naturally made me pray more for them than I would have if I hadn't set the goal in the first place. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think you really hit the problems with some types of prayer goals too, because, you know, let's take exercise as an example. You could set a goal to exercise and then you skip two days and then there's a potluck at church on the next day. And then you just say, oh, well, I guess I'm never going to go back to exercise (laughs) You know, and, and so that can be the problem with goals. If you don't have this mindset of both grace and perseverance, so you're going to have grace in yourself and you don't meet the goal and you're going to persevere even when you don't make the goal. I think I talked about it on the podcast at one point, how one of the books I read, and we actually, we got an email from a listener who had read the same books. Like, I know what book he read. It was, um, now I forget even off the top of my head, but it was pretty funny. But it's a book about productivity, but it says that even if you only meet your kind of daily goal 85% of the time, that you are actually going to, so let's say your goal is to exercise for half an hour, five days a week, <clears throat> but over a given month, or let's say every day just to make the math easier. 
exercise every day for half an hour and over the course of a month, you only make that 87% of the time. Now, a lot of people will look at that and say, man, I failed my goal. Okay, but, but there's so much room. For, the other way to look at it is look at how many days you did exercise and how much healthier you're going to be than if you're going from a totally sedentary lifestyle. You know what I mean? So sometimes oh, yeah. it's more helpful to focus on the growth, but with a lot of goals, we just focus on, oh, I messed up this one time. I'm you know, a terrible person. I better give up. <laughs> yeah, but again, just setting the goal and just focusing on that thing that you want to do better or more or whatever mm -hmm. um, is causing an increase. And so I think the danger is that you could set your goals too high and then you just think, well, what's the point? You right. Know? You get overwhelmed. Yeah. So like when I was talking about my book, you know, at first, like if I had just set the goal, write a full length book about family discipleship, I would have probably not even started because I remember mm -hmm. there were we had discussed writing because I knew you were an author and I had said, you know, I just, I don't have time right now in my life. I don't think that's a priority that I'm supposed to pursue. And so for me, the, actually the goal started as write this manual to help parents know, you know, and it came from some information that I had presented in a very small, um, on a smaller scale to some mm -hmm. families at our church in Arizona. And it was like, okay, put together a manual for, for parents. And I thought, I can write a manual. I could do that. So I started that, and that was my goal. And as I got into it, I felt God expounding on some things. And I thought, well, maybe I'll make these into chapters and not just, you know, hmm. sections. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I just kind of – it was like a very incremental process. So then it was like, yeah. you know, get chapter one written by the end of this week. So I feel like if you keep your goals small and attainable, but you know, that, that I think that is more of a way to encourage you along, like dangling a carrot in front of you and uh -huh. having a carrot two miles away where you can't even see it. For sure. Yeah, no, that makes tons and tons of sense. Now here's my kind of problem or question when we're talking about, because I, I do tons of goal setting and, you know, like I, I read a lot of books about, you know, good habits, productivity, you know, so I'm kind of like in that space and some of it translates really well into your prayer life. But for some of it, like goal setting, I still have a couple questions about goal setting as it pertains to prayer because it's so hard to quantify yeah. in some ways. And in other ways, it's so easy to quantify that it makes me wonder what's the point. Like I could say, I want to pray for 10 minutes a day, you know, like I'm going to set a timer and I'm going to pray for 10 minutes before bed. But then a, you know, why 10 minutes and not eight or 12 or, you know what I mean? Some of it's just like random and arbitrary. And also some of it's like, is this really helping me connect with God throughout the day? Or is this right. just going to turn into my to-do list? So like going back to exercise, they showed like one reason, as I already said, I'm a huge fan of walking. And one reason why people guess that walking for some personality types is better exercise than the people who do do a lot of like really strenuous stuff. It's because if you do your really strenuous stuff, then you just kind of say, okay, now I'm done with my exercise and movement for the day, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, whereas I'm just trying to always get a few more steps in. Like last night I was like 900 steps on my, um, not pedometer. What do you 
whatever it is that you wear on your wrist these days. It's not a Fitbit, but you know, like my Fitbit-esque kind of thing that counts mm -hmm. my steps. I'm like, oh, I, I only had 900 steps to go to meet, you know, one of these major hallmarks. I'm, like, I'm just going to pace a little bit. But my, what, what I'm trying to say in a really long-winded way is that sometimes with prayer, I feel like if we do set a time goal, which kind of feels like the most natural way to set a prayer goal, I'm afraid that basically I'll just either make that goal and say, okay, now I'm done praying for the day, or I won't make the goal and get discouraged. Do you know what I mean? Like to me, it doesn't feel like there's a, it feels like lose-lose instead of win-win. Right. No. And, and that actually reminds me of an earlier goal in my life that I set. I had a really great Sunday school teacher. He was this older man named Mr. Dennison. And I still have the little Bible that he gave us. He gave us like one Aww. of those pocket New Testaments. And I came across it just as I was visiting my dad a few, uh, few weeks ago, I went to mm -hmm. over the holidays and, um, my stepmom had given me this box of all this stuff that was kind of that was mine. Aww. Like, do you want this or not? And so I found this little pocket New Testament. This man was amazing, and he challenged us in the like I don't know fourth grade, fifth grade, something like that, to read a chapter of the Bible every night or day, every day. Mm -hmm. So before bed, I made it my practice to read a chapter of the Bible. And um, I remember even going to a slumber party with one of my friends and I bought that pocket New Testament with so me and I like, went up in a corner and like read that mm -hmm. chapter. But there were nights when um, I had one of the Psalms. Uh, and, uh, 119. It was, no, it wasn't that one. <laughs> no. But it was, there was one Psalm that I had memorized and it was like, you know, my heart is not haughty nor mine eyes lofty. Uh -huh. You know, it was very short. And I had it memorized. And so what I started doing was spouting off that chapter. <laughs> That's a I chapter. Like, not feeling like it. I'm like, I just, I just said a chapter That's of the Bible. Funny. And I got really legalistic about it. Or I would read really mm. fast and I wouldn't be able to tell you what I had read. Right. Just so to I get think you get into that timed prayer goal. Yeah. Are you connecting with God or are you reading through your list? Which we've had lots of listeners say, is it okay to read with a list? Or that's going to be one of our coffee break episodes. One right. of these days is, you know, what about a list? And, yeah. um, you know, is it legalistic? Is it mechanical? And mm -hmm. so I, I do think that's a warning is not to forget that prayer is communication with God. It's not right. saying words only. And so there's a balance. Absolutely, there's a balance because sometimes you start with the discipline and maybe even the mechanical. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to be the kind of person who only prays when I feel 100% connected to God. You know, just like I don't want to be the kind of person who expresses love to my husband only when I feel 100% like it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I might not feel like engaging with him, but, you know, but we do that. So, I don't know. It, to me, this is one of those. I feel like I feel like we're doing our li listeners a disservice because we're just going around in circles. <laughs> we're confusing. We're muddying the waters. We really are. But how about let's focus on maybe? So I think we've given a pretty good overview of some of the pitfalls of prayer goals. You know, how, if you're just emphasizing it to look super spiritual, or maybe you're focusing just you know, on the time spent, maybe there, are, what are some better ways that we could do this? I love that you mentioned the prayers for the unsaved and having that be a commitment. Cause to me, 
it's not saying, okay, I'm going to pray for this amount of time for this, but it is, I'm going to remember every single day to pray for that. Mm-hmm. So to me, that feel, it does feel a little better. But again, I'm sure that you've experienced this since we made that commitment that sometimes it does feel rote and mechanic. You know, sometimes you really are just rattling off the names of the people that you want to ask God to save and that's all, you know, and I feel like that's okay. You know what I mean? That's better than not praying at all. Yeah. But I guess if we were to try to wrap up the discussion in what are some good ways to make sure we're growing in our prayer lives without falling into the pitfalls of some of these prayer goals, what might we do? I think you just, you can't go wrong with thanksgiving and praise. And so, you know, whether it's a gratitude journal or whether it's, um, you know, I will listen only to praise music in the car so that I can be, you know, have a heart of praise Mm -hmm. instead of other stuff, whatever, something that's going to, um, you know, a daily gratitude journal or a daily um, praying through the Psalms of praise or, you know, just something where you can't read a Psalm of praise and not be moved. And, and just, I I just feel like um, praise and Thanksgiving are so powerful, whether you're just speaking the words or not, they, they transform you. I think it's being like washed with the word. And I just, I think there that's, you can't go wrong with praise and Thanksgiving. So maybe like make that a goal. Is that kind of what you mean? Every day I want to remember to list some things I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. or something like that. Is that kind of what you're saying? Sure. Or like even, you know, um, the first thing I paste, I I paste on Facebook. No, the first thing I post (laughs) on Facebook each day is, um, okay, so I've got it. This is an aside. So Alana and I were listening to a podcast or watching a video the other day. And someone uh, made the comment, Facebook is for old people. All right. <laughs> so if you're out there and I'm dating myself by saying Facebook, then, you know, translate it to Instagram or whatever's cool now. But I thought that was really funny. But if you're posting something, just say, the first thing that I post on Facebook will always be something I'm thankful for. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just something to pray or a praise for God or something like that. I think yeah. any kind of, yeah, just saying some kind of of commitment to praise God or thank I like that better than just Maybe. setting a time limit to it. You yeah. know, which is funny because a lot of the exercises we've done, like in the smash your prayer blocks, prayer retreat and stuff, like a lot of times I love praying with a timer. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is for setting prayer goals, that's the one where I just kind of I don't know if it just it doesn't work super well for me or if I'm worried that it would make me become too legalistic or something. But yeah, I like that better. So that at the end of the day, you could just say, did I remember to give thanks for things as opposed to, did I set my timer for X amount of time? Right. Because, you know, I think if you're just focusing on the timer, I think the problem with that is it, it treats it as if all time is created equal. And I feel like you could have 30 seconds of super intense praying mm-hmm which is going to make you more connected to God and have longer fruit than 30 minutes where you're just kind of there, but being distracted. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, Quality um, versus quantity, another balancing act. <laughs> it is. And I, I do feel like we need both. I do feel like it's important to set aside time for prayer, whether you feel like it or not. But to me, getting regimented into doing the same amount of time every single day, I just... To me, it doesn't feel like um, 
to me, that feels too confining and restrictive. And, you know, I feel like for other people, though, it would be a great way to just, you know, get their start. And maybe, you know, maybe 10 years from now, I'm going to have a totally different tune and I'm going to find, I love it. I, I'm always going to pray between 7, 7.30 in the morning. That's all I'm going to do. Um, but for right now, it doesn't feel quite doesn't sit as well with me. So I, I really like your suggestion, Jamie, of just maybe thinking of components or I know um, we've talked a lot about confession yes. and how so often that's overlooked in prayer. So maybe even just coming up with a short prayer routine at the end of the day, here's a few things I'm thankful for. Here's something I need to confess from the day. And here's one person I want to pray for. You know, I feel like setting something like that is a goal because obviously if you want to become like an actual prayer warrior, you're going to need to pray more than that, you know, <laughs> but it also, so it's not like if you just say, well, I'm going to pray for an hour and then check it off and not think about God again the rest of the day. So I feel like it makes it so that, you know, there's more praying to do, but it also makes it so that you're not forgetting some of the things that you know you want to do. Yeah, I think so. I think that's kind of a good mindset. Um, and you mentioned before um, praying with a group or, you know, mm -hmm. like in, um, in our exercises, in our, um, prayer boot camp, you know, the, yeah. the smash your prayer blocks retreat or, you know, um, any, in any way praying with others, whether it's virtually mm -hmm. or in person. Um, if you're joining a prayer group that meets once a week, like moms in prayer or mm -hmm. you know, things like that, or a, a church based group, then you're just, building that time into your schedule and you're just, you're making an appointment with God all the time. And that just kind of, that's, that's an easy goal to, to achieve. And mm -hmm. it's something that, that really isn't legalistic because once you're there, you're focused on prayer and it just seems like it's a healthy. Goal. Yeah. So maybe even a prayer goal could be, you know, Hey, I want to pray with my prayer partner once a week, mm -hmm. you know, find someone that you can make that kind of a mutual prayer goal. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, maybe praying with your husband in, in the evenings or I feel like there are lots of ways that you could set prayer goals without falling into some of these pitfalls for sure, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anything else you can think of just on the topic of goal setting, prayers, all that good stuff? No, but I do think, uh, okay, no, but. No, but. Yes, yes. One last thing. Um, I think that in any goal setting, Involving God in that process is also really important and being open to the Holy Spirit and saying, God, what are, what, what's going to work best for me? Help me set healthy goals. Help me recognize when my goals get legalistic. Help me change trajectory. I think involving God in that can be helpful too. Such a good point. And you know, that reminded me of something I wanted to say earlier. I had a friend and mentor who was just amazing at gleaning truth from scripture that like I would have never seen, <laughs> you know, like, and she, she said that for probably even decades, I don't know how long she had been doing this, but basically her Bible reading goal was that she was going to spend time, not just, you know, reading a chapter. She was going to spend time in the word until two things happened until she felt like she had actually had a spiritual connection with the Lord, you know, like had engaged with him, not just mentally, but, you know, spiritually. And she learned something about him that she hadn't known before. Wow. And, that's really cool. Yeah. And so I feel like maybe even putting, putting a spin on a prayer goal like that to, you know, to have to do with more of the connection, like, did I really worship God with all my heart today? 
like I could totally get behind a prayer goal like that. You know, like yeah. I want to, and again, I, I think we need to be careful that we're not just seeking the emotional experience. Although that doesn't mean that the emotional experience is something that's wrong or that we should deny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So have you really engaged your, have you gotten your praise on yeah. <laughs> today or something like that? Could be, or, um, you know, maybe this sounds kind of scary to me, but maybe you can set a prayer like I'm going to sit quietly before the Lord each day until he says something to me. Now, I don't know. I'd have to think about whether that's good, bad, or, or indifferent, but, um, you know, I guess I just wanted to throw out a few ideas that don't involve like 20 minutes <laughs> or a timer or something like that. All right. Well, again, thank you guys for joining us for today's episode. If you haven't heard, we have a Praying Christian Women Patreon page where you can get all kinds of backlist episodes. So Jamie mentioned the Prevailing Prayer podcast. That is how the two of us started podcasting about prayer, and that is now retired and we didn't want to just like throw out all these old episodes. So what we did is we put them up on Patreon. So when you become a friend or sponsor of our show for any amount you choose, you're going to get access to like 60 or something backlist episodes with more discussions on prayer. And we're going to be rolling out other things for our Patreon community as well. So you can support the show at patreon.com slash praying Christian women. And now we're going to leave you with our blessing and benediction. May God grow in you a heart of gratitude so that in everything you will give thanks. May you rejoice when you're enjoying plenty and rejoice when you're suffering want. May your prayers be constantly seasoned with gratitude so that you may truly enter his gates with thanksgiving. May your heart rejoice in God who richly supplies us with all that we need and grants us his abundant blessings. And her benediction is from 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Amen. You've been listening to the Praying Christian Women podcast. If you're looking for more prayer resources, head over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash new year to find out more about Alana's Praying in the New Year online retreat. That's prayingchristianwomen.com slash new year, all one word. The Praying Christian Women podcast, changing the world one prayer at a time.